So friends, this is the day, right? This is the day. This is the most important day for us as followers of Jesus. This day we celebrate the one event that has redefined all of human existence, that has changed all of creation. This is it, and this is a day of rejoicing. This is a day of joy, of celebration. So we're going to do just that. But I'd like to first start by simply telling the story from the Gospel of Mark of that empty tomb and how it went down. Hear these words from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 16, verses 1 through 8. When when the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought spices to that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb, and they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Do not be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him, but go, tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. This next passage that we're going to dig into as we, as we dig into this sermon today um, is a parable of Jesus. We think about the empty tomb, the nature of the empty tomb. Well, this is what it means for us and for all people. But hear these words from Matthew chapter 20. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for a day and sent them into the vineyard. About nine in the morning he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He told them, you also go and work in my vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. He went out again about noon and about three in the afternoon and did the same thing. About five in the afternoon he went out and found still others standing around. He asked them, why have you been standing here all day doing nothing? Because no one has hired us, they answered. He said to them, you also go and work in my vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to the foreman, call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and going on to the first. The workers who were hired about five in the afternoon came and each received a denarius. So when those who came who were hired first, they expected to receive more, but each one of them also received a denarius. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. These who were hired last worked only one hour, they said, and you have made them equal, equal to us who have borne the burden of the work and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, I am not being unfair to you, friend. Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give the one who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. Will you pray with me? Lord God, we give you thanks and praise for your scriptures. We give you thanks and praise on this day. 
I pray, Lord, that you would breathe your life into us. Holy Spirit, take control of our hearts and speak to each one of us. But draw us together as a family, as a people. Make us one. All in your name. Amen and amen. Friends, today we celebrate the one event. The one event that has shaken the world to its core. The one event that has turned the world upside down. The one event that has literally, literally changed everything. This is a day of celebration. It's a day of feasting. It's a day of pure joy. And it is the day that defines who we are and how we are to live every day of our lives following in Jesus' footsteps as resurrection people. You know, Jesus is forever risen from that tomb. That tomb is forever empty. Of course, we all came here today to celebrate that, to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord. You know, we've, we've come to hear the story, to tell the story, to gather together, to worship our God. And we've kept the Lenten fast. We've spent the last 40 days turning our hearts to Jesus, and we have journeyed through the darkness and shadows of Jesus' death on a Roman cross. And what we find on the other side of that cross is an empty tomb. On the other side of death is life. We know the story, and that's why we're here. But what really does it mean for us here today? You know, the unique thing about Easter Sunday is that we are blessed to gather together in celebration as the church in all its variety and diversity, right? You know, today there are those gathered here who have been following Jesus for many, many years. There are those who are, are fairly new to following Jesus or, or have newly returned to following Jesus. There are those who have just begun this life in Christ. And there are those, I suspect, who are on the fence, not yet having made the decision to turn to Jesus and to follow Him. There are even, even those gathered with us online, a, a group as varied and diverse as those gathered here in person, and even includes people from other parts of the world that we may not even know. As I think about all of us gathered here from all walks of life, with all manner of experiences behind us, and all at different places in our walk with Christ, I wonder, are we all on the same page with what is going on today? Do we all realize what we are celebrating? Do we fully, fully know what this day means? You know, I think about when I was a kid, and I've, I've shared some of these stories before. When I was a kid, I, I grew up in the church, and I was made to go to church every single Sunday just about. And, I, and as I would go, I would sit there, I would, you know, draw Civil War scenes on an on a, a offering envelope that I had unfolded during the service. That's how I kept myself entertained, and because I didn't get it, right? I didn't get it. I didn't understand what it was all about, and it really wasn't something I cared for much. But I was also sent to Sunday school every week, and I was sent upstairs. Sunday school is upstairs, and I, I've told this story before, but they sent me upstairs to Sunday school, and there was a, a, a furnace room off the hallway of the, of the hallway leading to the Sunday school cl classroom, and I, I would just kind of sneak in there while no one was looking, and I would sit there the entire hour during Sunday school so I didn't have to go. That was my experience of church. 
So I don't remember a whole lot about church and church services growing up. I certainly don't remember any sermon a, a preacher gave. Maybe a few Bible stories here or there. But one thing I do remember from church when I was young was Easter. I remember Easter. On Easter, church was just a bit different. See, in the, in the church I grew up with, in, in, they were, there was this enormous cross hanging from the ceiling, you know, front and center. And, and when you'd enter on Easter Sunday morning, that cross would be covered with this black cloth, completely covered, and the lights would be dimmed. But at the beginning of the service, when the first chord of Christ the Lord is risen today was struck by the organist, the cloth would be stripped off of that cross, the lights would come up, and every single voice in that place would join in on singing in the spirit of celebration in a way that I had never heard in that church before. It was different, and I remember that. Little did I know, though, back then, what was really going on, what was really being celebrated, and that it really didn't matter where I was in my faith, that the gift that was being offered was being, and, the, and what was being celebrated, all of that was for me as well. Here's the good news this day. No matter who you are, no matter where you've come from, where you've been, no matter what you've experienced in life, if you have been hurt by the church in the past, if you are new to the faith, if you have been following Jesus your whole life, or if you are still on the fence about this whole Jesus stuff, Christ is risen. There is no caste system. The reward is the same for every single one of us, and that reward is life and love. One of my favorite things to do on Easter is to share an Easter homily from St. John Chrysostom. He was a 4th century uh, church father, theologian, and preacher. He was called the, the honey-tongued preacher, right? But this sermon from John Chrysostom proclaims the glorious and joyous truth of this day that better than any I've ever heard. I'd like to share it with you today. And kind of like last week, I'd like for us to pretend, you know, we're, we're very quiet, we're very thoughtful, pensive people, right, as, as Methodists, right? We're going to pretend we're Pentecostals again today, <laughs> or at least very, very, very charismatic Methodists, right? Or maybe the early Methodists when we were all called enthusiasts, right? We're going to pretend that we're Pentecostals today. There's going to be a part in this sermon towards the end where I, I, I say, Christ is risen several times. And after every time I say Christ is risen, I want you to just shout, proclaim, hallelujah. Deal? Can we do that? Friends, listen to the gospel being proclaimed. Are there any who are devout lovers of God? Let them enjoy this beautiful, bright festival. Are there any who are grateful servants? Let them rejoice and enter into the joy of their Lord. Are there any weary with fasting? Let them now receive their wages. If any have toiled from the first hour, let them receive their due reward. If any have come after the third hour, let him with gratitude join in the feast. 
And he that arrived at the sixth hour, let him not doubt, for he too shall sustain no loss. And if any delayed until the ninth hour, let him not hesitate, but let him come too. And he who arrived only at the eleventh hour, let him not be afraid by reason of his delay, for the Lord is gracious and receives the last even as the first. He gives rest to him that comes at the eleventh hour, as well as to him that toiled from the first. To this one he gives, and upon another he bestows. He accepts the works as he greets the endeavor. The deed he honors and the intention he commands. Let us all enter into the joy of the Lord. First and last alike, receive your reward. Rich and poor, rejoice together. Sober and slothful, celebrate this day. You that have kept the fast and you that have not, rejoice today, for the table is richly laden. Feast royally on it. The calf is a fatted one. Let no one go away hungry. Partake all of the cup of faith. Enjoy all the riches of His goodness. Let no one grieve at His poverty, for the universal kingdom has been been revealed. Let no one mourn that He has fallen again and again, for forgiveness has risen from the grave. Let no one fear death, For the death of our Savior has set us free. He has destroyed it by enduring it. He has destroyed hell when He descended into it. He put it into an uproar even as it tasted of His flesh. Isaiah foretold this when he said, You, O hell, have been troubled by encountering Him below. Hell was in an uproar because it was done away with. It was in an uproar because it was mocked. It was in an uproar for it is destroyed. It it is in an uproar for it is annihilated. It is in an uproar for it is now made captive. Hell took a body and discovered God. It took earth and encountered heaven. It took what it saw and was overcome by what it did not see. O death, where is thy sting? O hell, where is thy victory? Friends, Christ is risen. And you, O death, are annihilated. Christ is risen. And the evil ones are cast down. Christ is risen. And the angels rejoice. Christ is risen. And life is liberated. Christ is risen. And the tomb is emptied of its dead. For Christ, having risen from the dead, is become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. To him be the glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, we give you glory, we give you praise, we give you thanks for this day. You are risen, you are forever risen, and life has risen with you from that grave. God, help us to partake of that life fully. Help us to be resurrection people and help us, Lord, to proclaim it to the ends of the earth. All of this we pray in the name of Jesus the Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit, and to the glory of God the Father. Amen and amen.
is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy, worthy, worthy. Oh, this is amazing grace. you've done for me.